Hello, listener. Welcome to ADR, that is Area de Rigori Show, the weekly show discussing culture, discussing all things Syria. I am your host, Dana Shikbal. This is ADR for BreakingTheLines.com. Thank you for joining us wherever it is, for, whether it's Spotify, Anchor, or Apple Podcasts. My usual co-host is with me, of course, Maxi and Jajello. <laughs> Hello. What's going on, Jajajello? Anyway, sorry, I listened to a few 50 Cent songs before this podcast, so I was going jajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajaj
Mm. Um, I, I thought Stefano Pioli, not for the first time this season, was fantastic in his changes. Um, the, the game changed when I think Rebic came on, and then Messias came on as well because it was a bit, it was a bit cagey before that. Do you not think? Yeah, Giroud has a tough game. Uh, not not much went his way this game. Um, no. Touches, um, passes, runs. Yeah, it wasn't his best game in the Milan shirt. And uh, Pioli did, uh, did the right thing, subbing him off. And I think that, um, that the Atalanta defense kind of handled that kind of tactic well, uh, which Milan uses... Uh, Giroud or in other games uh, Ibrahimovic has a target target man and now they got Rebic in who's kind of more mobile uh, bigger threat yeah. uh, going behind the defense and bit, uh, he, he's a more intense pressure than uh, presser than uh, Giroud and Ibrahimovic so yeah Pioli said after the game that the reason he didn't opt for Zlatan Ibrahimovic was because he wanted different qualities into this game, and I think that he got them kind of spot on. I agree, yeah. When when Rebic came on, I think it allowed Leo a bit more freedom because um, he was struggling to find some space before Giroud. Uh, yeah, when, the, when and the was on. Milan's offensive press uh, became more complete yes, when when Rebic yes. came on. They they kind I of pressured always... from all angles. I always say when if Milan are playing well, it normally is because their press is uh, is very good. Um, <laughs> what what do we think of Atalanta this this season? I, I want to give the, I want to give this to Shams very quickly. Uh, are we thinking it's injuries and maybe they've just been stunted by that, or do 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 we think that I firmly think that they'll be back next season challenging for Champions League? Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think they'll be back. Um, but I think you know they've been. I think they've been overachieving for the last few seasons. I don't think their squad has been you know that good that they should be finishing top four every season. I think Gasparini. That's why he's been you know deserves a lot of praise because I think their wage. Um, I think their wage levels are like sixth or seventh in the in the whole league. Or like it might be actually even lower. Um, so it's really amazing what they've done. But yeah, Ilicic once again, who's been I think he's down with depression once again, mm. um, or whatever personal issues he's going through. Obviously, the lost Papu Gomez last year, um, and yeah, Zapata was out for four months. Muriel is like, you know, without you know body shaming or anything, he goes through phases <laughs> of <laughs> looking like you know. He just basically called him fat. <laughs> No, no, I'm just saying. Louis, he, sorry if you're listening. I mean, he isn't anyway. So <laughs> he's, he goes through phases where he doesn't look like an athlete. Let's just say yes. that. I mean, this season in particular, I'm not really sure what's happened, but he does look like he's enjoying one too many uh, empanadas, cakes, lasagnas. Yeah, he doesn't look as mobile. Um, but but I think that's what happens when you when your attack relies on like three or four very good forwards. But they had that little spell where I think there was like five, six, seven, eight games where they literally had had to put Coop Miners in as a central attacking midfielder. Derun had to come in and and do a job at left centre back. But they might miss out totally on Europe now, which might actually be good for them. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think that would be good for them because they haven't looked physically because one of the things that Atalanta were always really impressive was they would always, you know, they were the pioneers in Italy really of the high press and the intense football. But they haven't, yeah, when you watch Atalanta this season, it doesn't seem like they're at that level. I think the the statistics show that as well, the, like the PPDA, what they call the passes per defensive actions allowed and things like they're not pressing as high. Gasparini is like tinkering with a 4-2-3-1 here and there as well, which is, you know, he's never really done that before. He's always been 3-4-2-1 or 1-2. So I think it's, yeah, I think it's one of those years where and they've got a new ownership as well. So, it, you know, there's, yeah. there's, I think their sporting director, Sartori, is leaving as well. So there's a big change coming at Atalanta by the looks of it. Yeah, I think that a, a big reason for, for this as well is... Um... Ruslan Malinovsky has been in, in and out of the starting eleven uh, last season. Last season he had a fantastic season, and this year he's I don't know struggled with injuries. I I'm not quite sure, but he's been in and out of the lineup and uh, hasn't performed on the same level. And uh, he was a big reason why it they was so good last season. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boga Boga didn't really um no make much of an impact. That's, that's no. a great point. I, I I thought that Jeremy Boga would be a lot better. But I think all of them are just a little bit jaded and, and waiting for next season now, basically. There's a few mishmash of formations and positions and, and teams coming in and out of the team which sort of have spoiled their rhythm the whole year. Um, having said that, there's, there's always, I'd say, seven or eight teams now with the addition of Italiano. I think we've always said... This year, like the Rome clubs are going to be more interesting next year because this is sort of a transitional season for them. Napoli there as well. So I think top four is going to be really, really interesting next year. Um, I mean, this is really early, but I'm going to ask you guys who, if Milan and Inter are going to be up there, who, who else? Next season. Yes. Uh, I definitely think that Juventus will be up there. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. saying that, right? Everyone does this. Everybody hates on Max and then goes, oh, no, but they're going to win the title next year. Put some damn respect on Max's name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think the, the, the key thing is they have, they'll probably have the biggest funds in the market. Yeah. I think. To be honest, I think that um, we will see with Milan as well because they will um, most likely go through an, an ownership change. Yes. Uh, yes. See what happens there. I think it will be key for for the senior management to stay on um, because they, it's them who've, who've made this possible and they've done a great job since uh, stepping in. Um, I, I just hope that they stay and uh, there's not much change on a sporting level. Um, Business-wise, I think there will be some changes and uh, winning... Possibly winning the Scudetto and uh, qualifying for the Champions League will will bring more lucrative sponsorships and, and everything like that. Um, but ultimately, I think it's key for Milan to to have the same management going into next season. Hmm. The same plans and stuff. W- what have you made of Milan this season, Charms? Did you expect this or? No, no. It's the it's a big the Scudetto. Um... The fact they're going to win Scudetto, that's definitely a surprise to me. But they've been... I saw a table the other day where it shows that since 2020, they're Inter are the number one team for points, but Milan are second. So it's not they're not a, it's not something new. Like This Milan team have been consistent for a while, but I call it purely voodoo, man. I don't know how he's doing it. Like He's missing... 
he's missing care for like the most of the season. Most then he just plugs season, in. Yeah. Like Gabia comes in, he does a job. Kalulu now is like amazing, and just it doesn't matter who's missing. Like Itonali misses, Benasse is missing, Ibra's injured. Like somehow makes it work. It's just amazing because at Inter, as soon as Brozovic is gone, is like where everything is panic stations yeah. or yeah. like one player, one important player missing is like, oh, what are we gonna do? And the Milan is just like unbelievable. It's it's amazing. Uh, yeah, he's he's always had sort of he he never has had every single tool at his disposal until I think maybe now this part of the season. But he's always had injuries. I think the fact that Pioli and Milan I, I don't know how many times I've said this had so many injuries last season and he sort of had to make do that has made the team in turn a lot stronger like mentally as well because there there's been so many times this season where they haven't looked the best offensively. Uh, and they've just got through it. There was a series of those one nil wins, I think, when the offensive uh, attack for Milan just wasn't working. Um, especially considering like Rafa Leao is the top scorer with I think eleven. Is that right? Eleven or twelve? Yeah, something like that. Eleven or eleven or twelve. Um, how how do how are we both feeling then going into the final weekend? Um, I'm, I'm, I think it's done. <clears throat> nah, he's jinxing it. <laughs> no, there's no such it. thing. I can't believe you're a grown man. Stop believing in jinxes. <laughs> <laughs> He's jinxing it. Of course, it's not done. Sassuolo could easily beat me. Well, not easily, but Sassuolo can come up with a result. Sassuolo is the boogie team for Milan. Yes. Gianluca Scamacca, Sassuolo 3, Milan 0. If, if he scores. This, the inter, inter, mini, inter supporter uh, Domenico Berardi has just put in a Fourth goal against Milan. Fourth goal. <laughs> Get off. <laughs> <laughs> but if it does happen, if it's Raspadori or Skamaka scoring a winning goal against M- Milan, then whatever the price is, whatever overprice Sassuolo won for the, those two, we have to we have to bring them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're, they're the darlings of the league, right? Like, I don't know anybody who doesn't love them or doesn't know them. You mean the players or Sassuolo? Have there been players like this before where it's just like neutrals just love them? I, mean, I know we love Distro and Gianluca Caprari, but... Oh, shout out, uh, quick shout out to Matteo Distro. He got relegated this week. Very sorry. <laughs> I think I think that Qualiarella is one of those as well. Oh, yeah, I love Fab. I love Fabio Caprarella. Anyway, Di Natale was one of them. <laughs> who, who, sorry? Di Natale. Yeah. Oh, yes, man. Shout out Di Natale if you're listening. He's, he's probably not. Um, but... I think that sort of links in nicely, though. So, Cagliari uh, won Inter Milan 3. Um, I, I think it's pretty good that Inter Milan have taken it to the last day because I like it, it would have been very easy for them to not cave in, so to speak, but the pressure would have been on them with, that, uh, with the win from Milan beating Atalanta earlier in the day. But do you sort of wish, Shams, that, that you guys had hit this form earlier? Or I, I personally think that you've lost the title sort of post that Scudetto. And but then within that run where I think it was you went eight eight or six games like just drawing or, or not winning, I think. That yeah, you, it was a month the, of seven games and seven yes, draws. Yes, that was right. So it was seven points. Yeah. You, you drew to Atalanta, you um lost the uh Derby della Madanina, you drew to Napoli. Uh, you lost to Sassuolo, drew to Genoa. I think in that little period was when Scudetto was over for you guys. You drew to uh, Torino and Fiorentina as well. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was the uh, the the month of uh, the cursed month. Yes, it was because we had such a. It was the the schedule for Inter was crazy as well. Like we had like all the big teams back to back. It was like Atalanta, Napoli, Milan, and in between we had the Champions League against Liverpool. So it was um it was a crazy schedule, and yeah, that was definitely the period of thing where we lost um where we lost to Scudetto, and then obviously. <clears throat> Andre Rodriguez <coughs> ruining the modern the modern day Gresco moment that this generation of Inter fans will have a picture oh, embedded for life. Can can you imagine being him now? Like he must. I don't care who you are, like footballers and they have psychologists and stuff. Um, that must hurt you. Like that's not obviously that mistake is not going to be the reason if you do. Lose the Scudetto, by the way. I don't know why we're all talking like it's already done. Um, it is. It's, it's not. It's not at all. That's Max. It's not done, right? No, no, not even for a second. No, oh, I thought he was going to quote Kobe Bryant, like the whole bloody <laughs> Milan. Thing. Did you guys see that uh, Milan watched that before the game against Atalanta? No, they didn't. Did they? Yeah, yeah, Pioli said it. <laughs> Yeah, they're all posting it on the social media as well. They're all posting that little <laughs> ten-second clip of Kobe. Job's not done. But that's, Job's wait, not done. So, that's cl- so before they go out, tactics. There's Stefano Pioli says, "Hey, basta, basta," and then he puts up that clip. I just can't I don't picture, know. I, I don't can't know if it was Ibrahimovic watching that in the dressing room, going, "Yeah, yeah, this is good." Yeah, listen to this guy. Yeah, I don't know if it was like in the in the dressing room before the game, but they they did watch it before. Before the game, or maybe in the bus, or at Milanel, or 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 something like that. Hmm. Okay. We'll take us through the uh, the three-one against Cagliari Shams. Yeah, it was just the uh, the professional performance that we needed. Um, there was fears that obviously you know because the players were had we had the Coppa Italia win just a few days before, so yeah. we saw pictures and videos of the guys celebrating, smoking up cigars and yeah. cigarettes. And what was Marcelo Brozovic was having a cig and a beer? I was yeah. I was thinking I was looking at that thing and that can't be the most nutritious thing, but that's just Brozo, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you look at the guy, he, is, he doesn't look like a, like we were talking about Muriel, no. like in a different way, like that's the other spectrum. Brozovic doesn't look like he should be able to compete at this level in terms of athleticism, but somehow he does. And um, he's known for that. He's 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 been caught in Croatia, like buying a pack of cigarettes before and things like that. Yeah, like, I wonder, do you think he smokes, like in general? He definitely smokes, yeah, yeah. How is that? Like, he seems like one of your best, most engine. Like, he has the biggest engine of your players. So I don't know how that works. In Serie A, he's he's the last three seasons in a row. He's been the highest average kilometers covered player. Like, I think he covers fourteen point You've something per match. You've got to yeah. love it. So yeah, we just got the job done. Um, no hangover, literally, from the um, Juventus match. Um, Lautaro is, um, you know. A little bit late, but he's hitting some really, mm. really good form. Um, and he's finally showing that probably he is the, maybe we don't need to buy a, a number nine. Maybe he is the number nine. Um, and yeah, really, really good performance around. There was a little scare from Liko Janis. Nice shot from outside the box. Um, but yeah, apart from that, Perisic doing... Perisic things. Um, Matty Doms, shout out to Matty Matteo Darmian, who scored like a 
CR7 type header yeah. leaped all over the defender. But because it's Matteo Darmian, he's not going to get the newspaper headline and no. stuff. He's kind of one of those players that nobody really cares about, even when he does good things. So. Yeah, put some damn respect in his name. Yeah, some, he, yeah. He, scored a, he scored a crucial goal last year as well. Yeah, he scored a couple last year. Yeah. Great hair as well. Man, yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful hair. hair. None of us on this podcast have great hair, unfortunately. Um, hey, my fade isn't too bad. Yeah, I mean, your fade's okay, but it's not Darmian level. Yeah, that's hair. true, that's true. Um, just adding into that, so Kalili now, um, 29 points, Salernitana 31 points. We'll get into the Salernitana game later. Uh, Genoa are relegated. I think they need like... Either that, or they need like something like four or five goals, and or they or they need like eight, to win by nine nil, so they're down. That's not going to happen. Oh, then again, it is Serie A, so it might happen. Um, yeah, no. it's it, so it's gonna. We go to the last day between Cagliari and Salernitana. Who is staying up? Who's going down? I think uh, just so. Uh, I think that Genoa um, are down because of head to head against Salernitana. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. they're already officially relegated. Yeah, yeah. I got that wrong. Sorry, no, it's 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 head to head, not goal difference. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I should have probably known that before I came on here. But... Because if it was goal difference, then the scudetto would still be open for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it now. Yeah. So Genoa down. It's Salernitana and Cagliari on the last day. Uh, the first first thing I want to say about this is I I will miss Mattia Destro in in the Serie A. Uh, let's let's have a quick five second five second silence for for Destro. That was the Primavera legend. Yes. Yep. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him sign for a an Empoli, a Bologna, maybe a Spezia. He should honestly go to Salernitana if they stay up. Yeah, I mean, even if they do stay up this season, do we think they're going to stay up next? I don't know, but it's another year of Matthias Destro in Serie A, so I take it. Yeah, <laughs> we have to get Destro back in. Why you just come back to Bologna? You were there for five years. Why yeah. do you even leave Bologna? Well, he has no place there now with Arnautovic. Oh yeah, no, I forgot. Yeah, Arnautovic. Um, so, so who do we think is going down then? Arcalirin and uh, and Salernitana. I don't know. Gut feelings is uh, Cagliari. I hope it is Cagliari because um, I think they're just. I like the city, but like they're just been. They're all the last two or three seasons now. They've always they're always toying with it. I think it's just time for them to just actually go down. And yes, I think um, the form Salernitana just hit form at the right time out of the blue, and that momentum I think is just gonna carry them through to the. To the promised land. Mm. Can we have Venezia on the last day and Salernitana have Udinese at home? Yeah, it will depend a lot about uh, how it goes for Salernitana, I think, because I honestly think that Cagliari will have quite easy three points against Venezia. Mm. But having said that, I mean, they, they'll have something to fight for and whatever. By the way, I'm pretty sad that Venezia are going down just because their whole kits were so swag and style. style. Is Venice, man. Everyone wants to see Venice in Serie A, right? Nah. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have Cremonese. Whatever. What's I mean, what you don't like you don't like Venice? You never been? 
No, I love Venice, but it's just, you know, it was just, the kits are nice, but no, you know, I don't feel like they really they, added too much. We also must say that Venezia took it too far. Yeah, it was, like, annoying. Yeah. Not really. I didn't yeah. think so. Why? Why did it take it too far? I mean, they kind of had, like, seven kits or something like that. I mean, I mean, that's like Napoli, then. Napoli had 13. <laughs> I, I'm not even joking. I, I counted them. No, I know. Yeah, they have to. I mean, it's. I guess it's an extra clever source of revenue. But yeah, the the Maradona edition was used in many different like uh, colors. Maradona kits now. Yeah, and then they had the Halloween kit and. Uh... I don't hate on that Halloween kit. I'm so surprised that they never got like a sponsor or a partnership with Spider Man when it came out. It's barely a Halloween kit. It's just they've just ragged on a few spider webs on the kit and gone, yeah, here you go, it's Halloween. Um, but yeah, Selenitana. Let's talk some Selenitana. Nobody saw this coming at all. We dissed them so many times on this podcast. Uh, another draw against Empoli, where honestly they could have won. Uh, Bonazzoli missed the penalty. Uh, Perotti. Sorry, Perotti missed the penalty. Uh, Bonazzoli was the one who scored. Um, they looked dead and buried after 1-0 for a good 60-70 minutes, but they just are that team. I kept saying on this, and I kept saying to Max, there'll be one team that pulls out sort of that relegation form uh, towards the end of the, the season. We just didn't think it'd be David Nicola and Salernitana. Uh, we did after he threatened his players with his shoe. And... Oh, yeah, it got serious then. But before yeah. that, we were like, these guys are just dead and buried. And I just love seeing it every week, man. I love seeing um, I love seeing them go long to Milan Juric. Because I don't know how many times I said it. I was like, just use the fact that he's a, a big target man up front. And they do. Um, even like towards the end of the game, that's all they were doing was putting crosses in for Juric. And he was heading it on. Um, they, they've now been unbeaten in, uh, how many is it? Seven or eight games now, eight games since uh, since the Sampdoria um, win. It'd, it'd be great if they stayed up. I agree. Now you can root for them because you want this uh, amazing comeback to have a happy ending to of sorts. Um, and and as uh, Uncle Charms said that. Uh, Cagliari, both Cagliari and Genoa have been on the on the edge of, of relegation for, for several years now. And I mean, how many lives can you have? Uh, this was like the, Genoa's 10th life. Um, and Cagliari is not far far from that. So yeah, I, I, I'd rather see, um, see Salernitana stay up and uh, Genoa and Cagliari go down to kind of sort things out and come back stronger. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to have that geographical representation like the south of Italy. Salerno is like a nice city. And yeah, Sabatini, what a job he did. Came yeah. in January, man. Like this is one this guy's one of the goats of the Italian football, like in terms of sporting directors. This might be one of his best ever like works. This masterpiece. I, I read an interview from from the the great James Horncastle. Um where he interviewed, I, I can't remember, it was someone from Salernitana, and um, apparently Walter Sabatini had said when he joined in January that if you give me these six, these six players, you will uh, stay up. And uh, they're not far from it now. 
Yeah. Well, they, they did buy almost like a whole new team in January. I think they actually brought in like 10 players or something. Yeah, so many. So many. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, I, I want Salernitana to stay up. Uh, the... The the thing I I I will miss most uh, besides Matia Dessler, of course, is uh, the Genoa derby because it's such a, a great fixture every year. But mm. yeah, the derby of lanterns, as they call yeah. it. <laughs> but uh, Genoa kind of needed to go down, kind of sort things out, and come back stronger. Yeah, uh, yeah they're under new ownership as well, aren't they? Yeah. I'm just confused that a lot of the moves they've made. I forgot that like Sheva came in and managed them. <laughs> Sheva just came in, said hi, and then left. That's, that's going to be one of those pub quiz uh, questions in like a couple of years. People are going to be saying Reno Gattuso instead and getting it wrong. Um, but, or Christian Brogi yeah. has been everywhere as well. Did you see the bicycle kick from Bonazzoli? <laughs> if I did. He missed like three or four sitters before that, and then scored a bicey. But you can you could also see. I thought it was interesting, and I think it's going to be interesting as well because they start the season early this in, in next year for twenty twenty two twenty three. I think it's like two weeks earlier because of Qatar. Um, like the players at the end of that Empoli Salernitana game clearly felt a knackered, but b because the sun was beating down on them. Like you could see everybody was sweating profuse, like more than they should. Sort of sweating profusely because it was so hot. Yeah. Um, I think in the first few weeks of August, I just can't wait to see Mourinho wear a polo and just be <laughs> sweating his ass off. <laughs> Not that I want, you know. Because you yeah. want to see a sweaty Mourinho. Yeah. As, I, I want to see a sweaty Sari, actually, because that guy smokes and he's going to sweat loads. <laughs> Is that a thing? Like you sweat more if you smoke? No, nah, I don't know. I, I'm guessing so, right? Oh. It's it's harder if you I, I don't Brozovic sweats loads, doesn't he? Oh well, yeah, he does, he does run a lot. Yeah, I mean I'll try it out later. I'll 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 smoke a cig and then go for a run and and send a selfie to you, Shams. Nice one. <laughs> Seems so excited about that. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I mean, so we all want Salini Town to stay to stay up. Nobody likes Galilee. Huh? But nah. uh, pretty much. They've done a lot of like yeah dodgy deals as well. Like I don't know why they brought in like Diego Godin, Caceres. Yes, that was random, right? Strootman. Like they've brought in like these kind of like high wage players for like yeah weird transfer dealings, and then they wouldn't sell like Nandes to us for like less than thirty million. It's like, bro, we're doing mm. you a favor, and now they're stuck with him. Yeah, they also signed uh, one of Africa's biggest talents in the uh, Muleka uh, and. Just hit him somewhere. I I haven't seen him since he moved there. Caleri mm. does look nice, though. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Caleri. So when Nainggolan always loved, loved it. He loved a cigarette. If we're talking... Uh, there's a lot of people talking about cigarettes on this podcast. He loved a cigarette. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they asked him the other day about, oh, you, you see how Brozovic was pictured with a cigarette. If it was me, they would have killed me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's true. True. Well, he doesn't. He didn't. He never won a trophy, so he, that's why. I have a. I have a. My one of my best mates is um, is Serbian, and he he smokes a lot. He says that. Uh, nah, it's no biggie uh, for us uh, Balkan people. The cigarettes are basically <laughs> like air. We... <laughs> I like that. I kind of like that. So just to round off, then let's let's have a a, a, a Syria Scudetto war between Shams and Max. 
Why do you think the title was lost? Why do you think it was won? Do you think... What do we think is going to happen on the last day? I've just got a feeling there's going to be twists and turns still. Honestly, I, I thought the title was lost for Milan uh, when they drew against uh, Udinese and, and lost against Spezia. Um, but then then Inter had that that month of, of draws, uh, as we talked about, and I think it was there well, where Milan kind of reclaimed the lead and where Inter lost it. Uh, and yeah, I, as I said earlier, I, I haven't fully believed in it until after this Atalanta game because we talked about it several weeks ago that Milan had four very tough fixtures coming up with Fiorentina. Uh, who was it uh, after uh, Fiorentina? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Hellas, yeah. Away, uh, Atalanta, and now Sassuolo. Uh, I haven't, I haven't taken out a win yet, uh, or mm-hmm. anything like those, that. Those but... are some tough games to to negotiate, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't claimed the Scudetto title yet, but uh, I, I think uh, Milan has uh, proven some strong uh, resilience uh, and persistence. P- persistency this these uh, four games and uh, yeah I kind of feel at least I feel confident um, f- for Sunday um, yeah I mean I think my favorite period between Milan and Inter was when um, I think after Derby della Modena where Milan won to one and then both of them sort of went on a oh we're gonna drop points and then Inter was like yeah we'll drop points too um, and that was sort of where Milan were drawing to Salernitana and Udinese and Milan and Inter were drawing as well. Do you, do you remember that period, Champs? Yeah, yeah, it was like in Napoli as well at that point. They were like yeah, really... Nobody wanted to win. It was the funniest yeah. thing ever. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think, you know, it's 38-game season. I think uh, this one we were saying that it's the team that's going to mess up the least that's going to win it. And I think, yeah, Milan just messed up less than Inter. Inter had... Even earlier on in the season, um, you know, Di Marco missing a penalty against Atalanta earlier on in the season like that would have been a would have probably been a win against Atalanta. Lautaro missing a penalty in the first derby. Um, shouts out Tatarusanu, <laughs> and um, you know, obviously the Radu moment. Um, so there's the, there's some key moments that come to mind. But overall, yeah, Inter just didn't have that resilience as. Uh, Maxi just said, and they've been unbeaten for like 15 games now. So like they've just, yeah, the end of season form that they've picked up is the one them the scudetto. I I also kind of think that um, when when I see Inter, obviously they have a a better squad uh, player for player than Milan, uh, but but Milan has had this kind of team mentality and been very been very strong as a group, uh, and I think that's their biggest. Uh, strength uh, that they work very well as a team and together. Uh, they're they're not the strongest uh, individually and uh, not the strongest tactically either. I would say, but but uh, they've they've had this sort of us against the uh, us, us against the rest mentality, and uh, I think they've come very far with that. Yeah, yeah. Quick word then. Finally. Um... So you guys think it's over, Milan are winning? Yeah. Uh, I won't say 
it's done. I know, I know what he really thinks. It's done. <laughs> I've been burned too many times by this club. I won't. <laughs> I won't take anything for granted. Be an amazing uh, final day of the season. That's for sure. Uh, let, let's finish off by quickly talking about Paulo Diabala's crocodile tears in the in the final game. Ooh, shots fired. Hey, I mean, what, they're not shots fired. He was crying like mad. What do you want me to say? He was not crying. Crocodile he was ugly tears. crying. Dybala was ugly crying. Yeah, because he's crocodile yeah. tears. Yeah. Well, if he joins Inter, I think probably all crocodile tears because, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I mean, first of all, it was also a shout out to Chiellini, right? For his... Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, but lots, lots of shouts out this week. I hope every, I hope somebody at least gets gets one of them. I, m- I must say that um, obviously it, it's Juventus is the team I dislike the most, and uh, Chiellini kind of embodies everything about Juventus. But uh, at the same time, it's very hard to dislike him because he's such a great human being, and he's done a lot of, uh, a lot for the national team and. Yeah, overall, it seems like such a great guy. And uh, I honestly just wish him the best and I hope that he, he finds happiness somewhere else. Uh, it, it looks like it's going to be in the MLS. Um, I don't know where. But yeah, such a great uh, great man who's done a lot for Italian football. And I say, yeah. Yeah, no, I echo I, I the same sentiments. Bonucci is the one I... It is the the one that you hate, but <laughs> don't even start about him, man. <laughs> yeah, that's another like pub quiz thing where he just tailed off to Milan for a season and then was like, "Oh wait, yeah, no, I, now I remember. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's shit here. I'm going back." Yeah, and, and when you watch the the new uh, Juventus documentary, uh, All or Nothing, uh, when when Federico Chiesa comes, and I mean, he's so happy, such a happy player, and. Well, he just talks a lot uh, in in the in the um, where they eat, uh, and all of a sudden Bonucci just all mope and just you don't have to talk so much. Yeah, thinking this is dad. Yeah. Hmm. I I uh, I I'm gonna miss Bonucci and Cellini though as a pair. I'm even. Look, I'm an England fan, and even though we lost the final, and I did cry the day after. Um, I like looking back that uh, pure shit house read when he turned to the camera and said, "He's coming to Rome. He's <laughs> coming to Rome." Also, I just want to clear something up. Shams, are you an Ital- Like you supported Italia in the Euros, right? Yeah, I grew up in Italy. Um, ah, that so... explains a lot. Okay, I mean you don't yeah. have to justify it to me anyway. You support who you want. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, no, full uh, Azzurri fan. Where did you grow up in Italy? Uh, Modena, like north, so not too far from Sassuolo. Holy crap! You and Scamacca went to the same school, right? Well, he grew up in Rome. Shit, I'm getting, I'm dropping a lot of uh, clangers this. this yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's weak. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I should have cool. just gone along with it. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. Um, I, I looked this up uh, during the weekend that uh, Scamacca actually made the move from from Lazio to to Roma um, in his young years. Yeah, him and Fratesi both. Yeah. Oh, Fratesi as well. 
Yeah, yeah, they both they've they've done like they're like bum chums. They just done they do everything seems like together apart from when he went to Holland. Yeah, that was weird. He went to Jung PSV for like a year and played three games. <laughs> just but chilling. That, yeah, I mean, both of you. Uh, I don't know. No, hopefully he had a good time. Quick word on Diabala then. Last last word. Like what happens because obviously Italian players when they play in Syria they're very homogeneous. They don't really tend to go elsewhere he, he'll he probably go to Inter how likely is it and I mean what do we think because that's surely him and Martinez up front is formidable yeah that, that, I'm excited about that potential partnership and from my hearing um, it's pretty much done to Inter like because there's not really that many other offers on the table for Dybala no and he doesn't want to I don't think he wants to leave Italy or I, if he wants to go outside of Italy it'll be Spain so there's not many offers on the table so I think it's um, yeah very likely to happen and I'm excited yeah I think it will be Inter as well I would have loved him at, uh, at Milan as, as sort of a number 10 um, I think he would have been a great uh, Suru there but um, yeah I, I can't see it happening and I, I genuinely think that it will be announced soon that he he will become a, an Inter player how did this happen though I mean I know he was crying last night, but all I kept thinking was, well, why'd you ask for so much money then? I I saw um, uh, Matt Santangelo and um, Marco from Italy, uh, Italian football TV, and uh, that they were discussing it, and it it was a bit more complex uh, than it seems mm. apparently. Um, Thing is, this Juve, they're very when they make these decisions, they're very cold blooded. Over the years, they they don't yeah. really look too much emotion. That they offered him a big contract, then they took it back, and then at the end, they actually didn't even offer him anything. So, this yes. was yeah. definitely from their side, I think. Yeah, exactly. It was uh, that um, which uh, Matt and uh, Marco discussed. They got booed last night as well when they like the camera sort of put put it on Juve management, or they announced about Agnelli and Nedved and stuff, and they, they got booed. So it's going to be an interesting season. With uh, I, I just can't wait to see Max Allegri in again next season uh, for Juve fans just to get more mad for the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate the football. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to make do. Uh, anyway, that's all we have time for this week on uh, Area de Rigore. Thank you very much for listening on Spotify, Apple, or Anchor. Uh, please like and share to all your friends. We would like to um, send our best wishes once again to Matea Distro. We're, we're very sorry for what's happened to you. Uh, that, that was all we had time for. Thanks very much for joining us, Shams. Thank you for having me on. No problem. I'm I'm sorry that you were on when I dropped so many clangers. Uh, but yeah, thanks uh, thanks again, Max. Thank you. I I, I sort of zoned out there. As- Thought you were talking about Max Allegri for a second again, but uh, thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> no, no worries. We'll see you again next week. It'll be the final uh, week of the season, so good luck, Shams. Good luck, Max. Uh, I'm hoping personally for one more twist in the tail. I don't. Uh, but no. yeah, but, uh, with that, goodbye. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you.